up, y'all? It is your boy, one and only A Switch, aka. Let me hit you with this trash can so you can feel the knowledge. <laughs> let me uh give you this elbow so you feel where the um where my Phoenix is coming from. Is it called a Phoenix? Weenus? You know what I was saying, okay? All right. Uh, bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites, episode 31 to be exact. Uh, we getting deep in November, baby. It's November 14th, 2019. I said it November 14th, not 14th, 14th. Um, and yeah, some interesting stuff happened this week. Uh, of course, you know, I'm about to go into that Death Stranding. Um, a little bit later, uh, but at least starting out the week, uh, we gonna go raw dogging. We gonna raw dog it. Um, yeah, we gonna raw dog. It. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's let's not uh dilly dally, and let's get into uh that news. So probably I'd say the biggest news um that came out this week is is the whole event uh XO nineteen. Uh, which is taking place in London. So I believe it's kind of like Xbox's marquee announce announcement event or event kind of similar to, I forgot what PlayStation's was. It was, what was it called? It was PlayStation experience, I think, where basically they show like, you know, titles that are more than likely coming out next year or whatever. So, um, there was that, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I just caught up on the show. I think it, it, uh, premiered like earlier today in the morning, but I was at work. So came home, caught up on, the, uh, the deets without trying to spoil myself. And, uh, honestly, I have to say I'm fairly impressed, uh, with what they showed. Um, they seem to have a lot, a little bit of everything for everybody which I think is, uh, you know, always good. Just to have that well-rounded selection of stuff. And, um, I think I'm just going to touch on the highlights. Uh, at least that caught my attention personally. Um, I guess probably the initial biggest, biggest announcement. Yeah. Biggest announcement is a uh, halo reach, uh, finally <laughs> coming out. It's, uh, it's what, like, almost eternal beta, if you will. I think they started testing it like a year ago from around this time, I want to say. And I believe, I guess they finally ironed out all the kinks or maybe it was summer. I think they announced it around last year that yeah, around last year and then was testing in phases and stuff like that now. Uh, but apparently it's going to be a releasing, um, December 3rd, which is pretty good, pretty good. Uh, at least from what I played in a flight looks pretty damn polished, pretty damn ready to go, uh, playing the Xbox version. I think the PC version is still up now. I still have to kind of finish that, uh, maybe try to get some more hours in, but I'm not even, not, not even sure I'm going to find the time. Um, but yeah. Um, what else about that? Uh, yeah, it's available, available for pre-order for people on steam and Xbox store, even though it's on game pass. So 
if you have game pass obviously you uh want to get that and that's probably i'd say the biggest takeaway from this is like game pass is like legitimizing its like stance in terms of just being a powerhouse of a uh a service and uh a bargain for people who you know maybe are on the the fence about gaming not as maybe hardcore as like us aficionados and enthusiasts but uh man uh xbox is going for the jugular they 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 brought the force to be honest um because man it was a lot of surprises and i guess we can talk about them now probably the biggest one uh for me at least definitely you know being a being the uh, immense fan i am uh yakuza zero kiwami and kiwami 2 coming to game pass next year that is crazy i did not even anticipate that because i mean obviously we know about um xbox with their lack of support from uh japan in terms of you know their ips and in and, and games and titles and to actually see uh a lot of support so in addition to you to the yakuza games uh, i mean is obviously i feel it's gonna set the precedent for bringing the rest of the games since they're technically haven't been all released out on the ps4 yet at least the whole collection so uh i believe three three was released four just recently came out and then five is going to come out next year so i'm pretty sure after that collection comes out then they'll probably see its way on the xbox as well uh considering uh if there's a strong enough um support on uh, the xbox when it comes out on game pass but that is crazy i never would have thought yakuza would have came in xbox it just seemed like just the title i just like was so ingrained and instilled with playstation that it never would have came to uh xbox and man that is very surprising and on top of that for for game pass that is an immense value man an immense value ten dollars a month and you can play throughout the entirety of those games like both like each like at least 150 hours uh if you want to do all the side stuff if you don't want to do all the side stuff they're all each roughly like 10 hour 10 10 or so hour games so all in all uh that that's a good get that's a good get for xbox for sure man that is that's my bit that's probably my biggest surprise personally from this uh, event i did not see that coming at all i just you know be under the assumption of you know xbox's uh like i said lack of support from uh you know japan studios um or development studios as well and in line with that they also announced uh pretty much all of final fantasy uh in terms of um that's currently on playstation at least seven pretty much seven all the way up until 15 with i guess i think the omission of uh like 14 and like the um mmo uh final fantasies and then on top of that the whole kingdom hearts collection coming to xbox uh kingdom hearts 3 came out for the xbox but it was like <laughs> it's like a weird uh a weird gap with that because like it's always weird when you release like let's say the third or fourth title in the genre for your console but it's like clearly people don't have no reference to get to 
to play it so they're at least that surface in my opinion will be less likely to get the game or you know the sales will be maybe somewhat at risk because it seems like you're solely banking on people that have um obviously played the game on a different console and then can want to pick it up on the third console i mean on the third iteration oh I, when i think about it i guess i never really thought about that much but like thinking about it now it always seems pretty weird that that was the case but i mean then it always kind of hints at the you know prospect uh prospect of kind of the previous titles coming out on on the uh platform to catch up which at least in this case it did so uh, this is a big damn get for uh xbox i'd say just showing just kind of fleshing out their range of of kind of uh titles for sure this definitely definitely did that because man shoot if i man whoo uh you bring in your to that that is just that is just uh such a warm feeling that uh was brought to me just seeing that it was a beautiful thing beautiful thing i'm definitely at least gonna mess with it who knows i might mess around play the whole damn series again on xbox We'll see. Um, but yeah, that is the biggest get I could think of, man. Um, also, there was this title that they announced at E3, which was called, um, what was it? A Crossfire. Basically looks like a, like a souped up um, Counter-Strike, which actually is totally up my alley. I'm definitely interested in playing that. I didn't know that uh, Remedy, uh, the people who make Max Payne and the recent game Control are actually working on that too. I I believe, I guess there's some uh, new single player campaign that they're working on, at least specifically for the Xbox version. I guess maybe presumably going to PC at some point maybe. Um, But I guess this game is uh, somewhat big in like, I think Korea? Cause I've never heard of it until like uh, at E3 and uh, yeah, they gave us a little bit more insight on it. We got like a trailer <laughs> X going to give it to you, man. I, I mean, this is just a total side note, but I'm just curious. Like, how does that, how do, who does, who thinks of that? Like, you know what? It's like, man, this gameplay looking kind of dope. You know what? Who would go really good with this soundtrack? Uh, let's get DMX on this, man. It's going to be fire. I don't, yeah, I want to get DMX on this joint. I always am. I'm always curious who 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 like makes that ultimate decision. Like, you know what? You know what this trailer needs? DMX. X gonna give it to you. That's that's what it needs. I'm not complaining, obviously, but I just always found it weird that it's like just. The, <laughs> I, well, I guess for this game, you wouldn't think that uh, hip hop would go with this type of game but it does. So I don't know, maybe I'm just walking in circles right now, but that was just a weird occurrence, if anything, you know? So, um, yeah, but that crossfire, the gameplay looking kind of dope. Yeah. It looks like a really good blend. Yeah. It looks like a souped up call of duty. It really does. I mean, uh, counter-strike it's yeah, it's just very fast paced, uh, seems to be very yeah, aim accuracy focused. Well, considering Counter Strike is not really, not really focused on aiming. To be honest, well, 
it's it <laughs> it's like uh it's like the dark souls of shooters that's what i like to think of it now because it's like you well you have to have a predetermined aim in your head so at least in my experience playing counter-strike which is mainly been uh it's probably not the best reference point mainly the original og xbox the console version of counter-strike which is probably super ass niche uh for sure right now but technically is based on the the most popular version of counter-strike either way so i mean counter-strike is counter-strike it's just that i'm playing with a controller not a keyboard and mouse but i digress um yeah it was it's just this false sense of aiming and you have to have a predetermined, um, I guess, uh, rate of fire or like bullet spread in your head of where that bullets are actually going to go in your thought process. Um, at least that's how the pros do it. Like if you could do some terms of casual counter-strike, which I do from time to time, it's pretty doable. Uh, since I'm used to kind of how the game operates, but nonetheless, man, uh, that's definitely speaking to me. I'm definitely going to try it out when it does come out. It is free to play. Curious how they're going to treat that model. I could probably see it being like, I think it's called not Warframe, but it was uh this other shooter that's currently on the PS4 that's free to play that I messed with around this time. I think last year, uh, Warface. I think it's Warface. I knew it was War something. So uh, that was pretty good. Pretty pretty good getting in it it's exclusive to xbox uh, i guess i'm assuming console uh exclusivity but i'm not sure if all this revised stuff is going to come to pc at some point or actually no i think it's pc and xbox yeah i believe it's pc and xbox uh for a lot of the titles they did show for the most part and uh yakuza as well so that's pretty cool. So if you do have a PC and maybe didn't jump on the gun with uh, Yakuza on Steam when it when they came out, you got the biggest convenience ever being able to play or have the convenience. I don't think they confirmed if you can like uh, cross save or yeah, cross progress uh, between the platforms, but that'd be pretty dope if possible. I doubt it because it's like a third party IP and it, at least if Outer Worlds was an indication because everybody assumed because it was on Game Pass and that you it's available on PC and Xbox One that you can um, kind of, uh, you know, cross save or whatever, which was a little bit of a little bit of a hurt, a little bit of a sting, uh, at least for somebody like me that has the luxury of both. But obviously nobody, everybody doesn't have that or cares anyway, so not a big deal, really. So. Um, a couple other stuff, little minute things I saw, uh, Streets of Raid four. They showed it. I was uh, I was uh, I was almost giddy. I almost thought they were about to uh drop a release date, but uh, they at least it looks like they it's uh it's gonna be on Game Pass. So for people who are fans of Streets of Rage four, there you go. I mean Streets of Rage, Street Streets of Rage series previously. Uh, you have your outlet. Uh, if you're on Game Pass, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that stood out. I mean, it was other, it was a lot of stuff that was like meh, like didn't really speak to me personally. But I mean, I could see a lot of people uh, digging it. Um, what else? It was some other. No, that was it. My friend Pedro, 
that game looked cool to me. Um, and that's going to be on Game Pass. It seems like Max Payne, but in indie form, which um, is totally on my alley. Well, anything Max Payne really, anything Max Payne related is generally up my alley because I love that damn game. Definitely my top favorite. I dare say my top five favorite games of all time. I have to do that at some point when, you know, probably news gets low. Um, you know, you know, uh, latter seasons, I guess, or latter seasons in the year. Um, but yeah, that's at least what spoke to me. I know there's a lot of other stuff. I think it was some updates for like Sea of Thieves. Um, what else? Uh, it was an update for one other game. I thought it was one game that looked a lot like State of Decay, but it wasn't. Oh, Rust. They announced Rust. I guess that's like a big, not necessarily big, as like Fortnite and all the other games, but um, I, I believe it's a Battle Royale game in a similar vein, which I think has been only on PC, but it is coming to Xbox, but I don't think they said it was exclusive, so it might more than likely kind of go the same, uh, go to PUBG route and go to eventually come to PS4 as well. Maybe like some delayed time exclusivity stuff, whatever. So sorry, video people. My eye is like just yelling at me right now. It's like, what are you doing? Not trying to see right now. I'm not going to let you see. Cause you not. So, yeah, I'm trying to make sure I covered everything that I wanted, but uh, I think that was it. Um, make sure I got the details for Yakuza. Um, yeah, Yakuza Zero One or Zero Kiwami, which is a remake of the original one for the PS2 and Kwame 2, which is in the same vein um, as well. Um, Game Pass, man. That's the biggest takeaway from this game pass is like a serious force to be reckoned with. Um, it's like game pass is about to be the new Netflix, uh, for games. In my opinion It's definitely setting itself up to be, I think they've realized all the, uh, feedback and, uh, you know, a reception that a lot of people have, uh, been enjoying and liking about game pass. And, uh, I think potentially bringing a lot of people, that um, maybe you're on the fence about Xbox or, you know, obviously been uh, tarnished or uh, burned by, you know, the initial kind of news with Xbox coming out um, now. So all in all, man, uh, that's the biggest takeaway for this. If I were to say anything is like Xbox is uh, Xbox Game Pass is about to be a threat. Um, they did announce also some exclusive uh, new IPs. None that really stood out to me. Uh, I think there was this one from Obsidian, the guys that did make um, Outer Worlds. Not that I guess that particular team. There's a team that was making, I think it's called Grounded, where it's like, uh, <laughs> honey, I shrunk the kids the game. That's at least what I, I'd initially think. Um, where it's like, yeah, you're a miniature person and you're trying to survive you know, in this large, vast world that's, you know, huge to you, but you're just in the backyard of somebody's house or something. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I think that's enough about that. Uh, yeah, they showed some aspects of bleeding edge a little bit. 
Um, they did announce a release date for Bleeding Edge. I believe it's March 20th, March 20th or 24th. Um, so that's cool. Good to see a release date for that. I was, I got an alpha that, and I, I swear, I really hate, this is a first world problem more than anything, but all these damn betas and alphas, and then like all these new games coming out, it's hard to juggle, man. Okay. It's like, (laughs) y'all gotta be considerate of the times that we have. Why don't you make the alphas like in times that games aren't coming out or on the cusp of them coming out or something? Because it's just, it's too much. It's too much. I mean, I guess this is coming from somebody that has a full-time job while, while doing this too. So obviously if I had that luxury of having all the time in the world, sure. But uh, first world problems, man. What, 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 what I would give to have the time freedom as of a, um, what you would call it, like a, a young kid, but the wisdom and knowledge of a older man. But I guess that'll never happen, will it? Or who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, and I guess there's some other stuff that's popping out on the weekend too. And then, yeah, uh, Project X Cloud, um, which they uh, revealed some more details about. Uh, I believe the biggest thing that caught my attention was that um, it's going to be free for people that have Game Pass in addition to people that have or bought games with Xbox. It was it's a little bit unclear as to the details or dynamics of that, but at least at the surface or, you know, at a, a marketing standpoint, it seems like um in terms of all the details is that basically as long as you own a game or any game you purchase on Xbox, I, I'm, I'm assuming specifically their store, their storefront, not sure how disc based games are maybe treated or maybe it's exclusively you can only stream from your console, which they did say you can do. I personally haven't messed with X cloud yet um, because it's only it's only for Android. I do have one, but it's a super ass old um, note four, which uh, I guess technically that still might might be legit. Um, so actually, I may have to look into that. But I think they also announced today that it's going to be on PC, too. So <laughs> PC, two just keeps triggering me. This joke, uh, inside joke around my friends where, you know, uh, making a satire, everything, uh, <laughs> guys, guys, we've heard you. I know you're wanting it and we've, we've heard your call. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you PC two. <laughs> uh, dumb. Um, but yeah, uh, so that kind of is a big get for PC uh, exclusive folks that uh, don't want to, you know, jump in on Xbox um, in terms of that. So they kind of have the convenience of streaming titles that are technically exclusive to Xbox in a sense where, you, you know, if you don't have it on Steam, if it isn't available on Steam or, you know, um yeah, console exclusive, which not too many actually, now that I think about it, but nonetheless, like uh I guess one that comes to mind, Halo Five, you can only 
create maps on the PC. Uh, you can't play any games, but with this, you can stream it or xCloud. You can stream it and, you know, play it that way. At least some kind of constellation, if any. So, um, yeah, this is kind of uh, making a stadia look a little, little weak considering everything, you know, uh, at least for people that or have that itch for just some convenient gaming. And then on top of that game pass, so like if people that aren't really that hardcore in the games or maybe just have some time on their hands, uh, you know, between stuff or some extended time, just get a month of game pass. You literally are good uh, in a lot of scenarios. Um, you know, obviously with some caveats to some games that you can access on PlayStation four or that is exclusive to PlayStation four. So, um, yeah, man, uh, game pass is, 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 is a force to be reckoned with. That's the biggest takeaway I can really take from this overall. Um, they did announce some additional titles for project X cloud two that are available. Um, there's one dude from, uh, EA who just looked very creepy for some reason. I don't know if it was just a front, but when he was uh presenting, I just, it was something off. I don't know. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like Mark Cerny uh, at PS4 when he just his his uh, demeanor, you know, somebody just has a weird demeanor where it's like kind of off that they might be an alien. They might, uh, you know, the right opportunity. They might take you in a, in the shed and like, you know, uh, give you that anal probe real quick and, you know, give you the men in black uh, flash of memory or whatever. That that's basically what uh, I felt. I don't know. I felt I just felt weird. I felt weird during that whole thing. It was just a it was a interesting experience to say the least. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, but overall, uh, the pacing of the whole show in general, it was like, I guess, technically two hours. Honestly, it went pretty quick. I didn't really. I didn't really notice the time, uh, maybe a few select titles. I was like, uh, let me, let me, let me see what's on Twitter or something. But outside of that, uh, the pacing was pretty good actually for EXO performance. I mean, obviously you have the, 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 I guess expected, um, you know, presentation woes of, you know, Oh, that Jim, man, these titles are going to be great. Let me tell you. All right. You're going to have a select amount of titles and they're just going to be fantastic only on Xbox, you know, stuff like that, where it's like, okay, all right. This is, this is a little, uh, a little, yeah, a little markety, little markety ish. And then you, <laughs> you know, you got the, the Xbox, the Xbox fans that got paid, to, paid to, uh, fly out or something. Uh, or just diehard Xbox fans that just, you know, in the Xbox ambassador program for like 20 years or something like that. Um, stuff like that where, you know, obviously there's a bias of, you know, being proposed to cheering for Xbox. Um, <laughs> one thing that just came to my mind too is that uh, for xCloud specifically, they did mention uh, universal support for controllers. So not just the Xbox One a controller or limiting pe- folks to the Xbox one controller. They clearly mentioned and stated the Sony PlayStation four controller, which I think that was pretty bold. That was pretty bold and respectable for Xbox. Uh, I think Xbox out of, out of PlayStation and Xbox, Xbox has, has been fairly humble in terms of, you know, acknowledging, 
their, you know, alternate or competing platforms in a respectable manner and not, you know, going for the gusto or going for the throat, going for the balls and like, <laughs> like, let's say a game review badly or like, let's say like Duff Stranded, for example, like, like, oh, man, uh, uh, this all this all this uh, miscellaneous delivery Amazon stuff from a right, uh, you know, I don't know, some some like uh, what the um, the whoever is the person marketing individual behind like Xbox's Twitter account which I basically that's all ultimately where it falls down to now that I think about it. So maybe I just went into another circle again, but you, you picked up what I was putting down. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, the biggest takeaway, I'll say it again for Xbox or XO 19 is game pass is a force to be reckoned with because you are getting so much damn value out of uh just ten dollars a month to play like a heaping huge megaton load of games, which is crazy. I mean, obviously you're gonna have the the Netflix um you know caveat of some games or some titles uh being eliminated out of the mix where they do you know notify you and stuff, but I mean at least for the big hitters. I mean, I think they're still going to stay, but, um, it's a lot to, uh, it's a lot to, uh, you know, gobble on if you are just even, you know, not even fully invested in Xbox or, you know, maybe on the fence just like, and then with these deals where like, I think, uh, around this holiday season, you can get X Xbox game pass for $1 for three months. That is like, the value there is immense and I'm not trying to be no, <laughs> I, I'm, you might as well put me with, uh, put me on the panel with Xbox. Like, yeah, guys. All right. So Xbox, man, this boy, let me tell you, all right, this value is immense. Okay. you you better get on this right now before you lose it. All right. <laughs> I'm, I need, where, where's the sham wow at? I need the damn sham wow. Somebody give me, somebody give me some, uh, give me some, uh, buckets of water and like, just gook to just clean up and just, you know, talk about Xbox and I guess somehow spin that to be a uh, greatness of Xbox. Like, man, this floor is dirty as hell, but you know what isn't Xbox. All right. So you better get some game pass. Why don't you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Xbox XO, um, Xbox one X. Uh, yeah. X going to give it to you. You know what? That makes sense now. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's the that's the most like narcissistic uh, narcissistic reason they used uh, DMX for that song for Crossfire. Crossfire X Xbox X gonna give it to you. All right. I mean, I they I don't even have it. I do have a degree. Never mind. I was gonna say I don't have a degree, but I do. So that does kind of make sense that I put it together like that, but. All these com- conspiracy theorists and uh, private eye investigators ain't got none on me. Okay, I put that together clearly within the time frame of this podcast. So I'm just let that be known right now. Is that a humble brag? Probably, but we're just gonna we're just gonna go past that. So, um, yeah, man, goodness, um. Man, yeah, that I, I'm still amazed by what I just kind of saw. Ugh. Xbox Game Pass is legit now. 
Oh, that is it is crazy how much value you're getting. And, you know, this is let me just kind of disclaim real quick. OK, I have PlayStation 4. I have a Nintendo Switch. I mean, I will say I've always have a uh, had a soft spot in my heart for Xbox. But, you know, when there's some legit titles like, you know, Death Stranding, obviously, and stuff like that, I go where the games are. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. All right. Okay, I'm I'm done gushing from uh, about Xbox right now, but I'm just saying if if you are on the fence about Xbox or you're curious to try it out, they got the Xbox One All Digital Edition. Uh, they was announcing Black Friday deals, $150 for Xbox One All Digital Edition. If you never want to get a disc for the game, you can just download all these games. Xbox Game Pass is a damn value. All right, get Xbox. All right, um, this is not even sponsored. Just get an Xbox. I mean, Xbox, you could sponsor me if you want. I'm just, I ain't, I'm not going to be opposed. I mean, you're going to give me free stuff, but um, this is just legitimately myself. Just for somebody who's like just trying to get into games on the cheap, this is a big, big, uh, easy entry point to do that. So, and that's, that's, <laughs> that's enough of the uh, Xbox fan, fanboy hour. Um, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> kind of in contrast now look, not looking so bright. Uh, so, uh, for those that don't know, Google Stadia is on the cusp of its, uh, launch, uh, I believe next week, next Tuesday, technically. So for next, next, yeah, next Monday, I believe the Google Stadia launches. So for those that don't know, Google Stadia is going to be, Google's answer to compete with the video gaming market by providing a convenient way to play games seamlessly and easily, uh, supposedly quotation marks, um, in terms of basically letting you stream games and not have to load or download games. And at least the general concept is, uh, basically what Microsoft X cloud has. They're basically trying to sell you to, you know, uh, be somewhat more legit than that, which, uh, to be honest, pretty hard to, pretty hard to, uh, I don't even know, man, pretty hard to fathom being flawless and not having any issues whatsoever. I guess with the obvious caveats of people, you know, if you have horrible internet where you're at in terms of your area, obviously you're going to have issues, but I, even for like the, you know, um, everyday man that has, you know, okay, internet, decent internet, whatever, if that's even going to be legitimate for them, which is, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a hard sell. It's a hard sell, but, uh, (laughs) either way, um, this period, uh, I forgot they call it stadia ultimate or stadia premium, where basically, um, if you were, or what is it? No, a stadia founders edition, where basically they'll send you, they're going to send you a, uh, Google Chrome ultra, which is basically a cable 4k and, you know, I think HDR, uh, I want to say could be wrong on that, but uh, basically a four Chromecast 4k ultra, which you can get, you know, um, anywhere, uh, currently I'm sure certain. Um, and then the Google stadia controller, which, uh, at least at the time 
was suspected to be or was promised um, during the initial announcement back in June to let you to to connect directly to the to a Wi-Fi, and in some type of weird magical uh, voodoo, um, somewhat mitigate the lag uh, that you know at the surface you're probably more than likely to get in or perceive. So. But lo and behold, uh, with some news that recently came out in a Reddit AMA for Stadia, uh, some perfect timing, by the way, uh, they couldn't have timed it any any more better. Uh, they did break down the news. Well, actually, I think they the tidbit of the Stadia controllers having to be wired in now until they actually figure it out, which they, uh, you know, at least previously promised they would. Uh, they are. Basically, that's a requirement now for the time being. Um, and then what 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 other disappointing news that they reveal that is just not looking good for Stadia? Um, they did reveal the the titles, which I guess in a sense can be kind of depressing, kind of uh, disappointing as well. It's just a lot of a lot of titles that have been very like uh, just not notable that's probably the biggest just not really notable titles i'd say or argue so just to list them out because they're very few and far between actually uh assassin's creed odyssey which was the game that they were testing the beta out before they even formulated or announced stadia um destiny 2 uh guilt i think guilt is exclusive to stadia for the time being i think that's the only title just dance 2020 i don't even know how you're gonna do a game like that why would you want to do just dance 2020 on a stadia <sighs> but i okay um kind i don't even know what that is that's how it looks like any title mortal kombat 11 that's pretty legitimate and that's going to be a very uh interesting test or you know testament uh to how legitimate stadia is going to be and that's uh, i'll give uh, Stadia some credit for that in terms of you know uh, having a game such as a fighting game that's really going to show its flaws if there's any with Stadia in terms of lag and how bad is it because you know it shoot like Mortal Kombat playing on the PlayStation 4 shoot I, I can barely get some combos out with, with, the, with the standard timing so man if I'm playing on Stadia that 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 frame rate better be flawless that input window better be like exact okay i'm just i'm just saying um and then red dead redemption 2 <laughs> I, I bet people are probably gonna be making this argument i could see it already like you know like uh, the game is pretty laggy in general in terms of responding to your input so i think it'll probably actually lined up pretty fine i mean to, not to uh heard on red dead redemption do i play through that game like what at least a hundred hours 60 60 to 100 hours i played when it came out so uh, i see i saw it through the whole end i thoroughly enjoyed it one of the best games i've played um uh, it's kind of hard to argue if it's better than red dead redemption one but uh it's hard to say it's hard to say i need some more time i need some more time to reflect on that maybe uh 
playing it again in PC on uh, on the PC version when it comes out on Steam. It's already came out on uh, Rockstar's platform, PC platform, and I think Epic Game Store. So I'm waiting for the Steam version because they kind of screwed us over. Um, yeah. So uh, Red Dead Red Dead Redemption do I don't think you'll re- really notice any issues. Samurai Showdown, yet another fighting game that probably would show any flaws if there were any um, with the Stadia. Thumper, I think that that that's a rhythm game, which uh, always have been pretty adamant about response time. So. That's going to be pretty fascinating to see and uh, I guess practicality, how that spans out. Then you got pretty much the whole uh, Tomb Raider reboot trilogy. Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, I beat the first one. I still got I, I put like a few hours in the second one and haven't even got a chance to touch the third one because obviously I'm behind. So, um, yeah. Uh, these are all, and that's the other argument too. These are all titles that, you know, we more than likely, at least for us gaming enthusiasts, um, have already played at, at one point or another. So I don't really see, don't really see, um, see the need or desire to jump in early for, uh, the Google Stadia, uh, lineup other than, you know, at least the perks, they kind of throw uh, across you or dangle the fruit in front of your head is, uh, you know, you get your exclusive, get first dibs on your uh, gamer tag. Um, but it's like, <laughs> how legitimate is that going to be if like uh, Stadia fails uh, here? But uh, I mean, I know they're probably going to try to their best to keep it up, but uh, it's not looking good. It's not looking good uh, for Stadia founders, technically. Um, for people that are on the fence about it, I mean, obviously you can wait until next year, which is when they're technically technically going to go out at everyone else. Um, so there's a limited window for only people who got the founders editions can play at this period next week if you got the founders editions, which is the uh, Stadia controller and the four Chromecast 4K Ultra. And another thing to note too is that Stadia will only work on um, the Stadia edition for, for uh, Chromecast 4K Ultras and not if you conveniently you know, bought a Chromecast 4K Ultra, you won't be able to have access to this. So uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess to also provide information I did I was, uh, you know, I was like, okay, this might be legit. This might be, might be groundbreaking. So, you know, I, uh, I put my, I put my chips in, in terms of, you know, getting a founder's edition, but I am very, uh, very, very close to canceling that all together. Um, cause, uh, yeah, just all of this. And then it was some other detail in terms of the AMA where it was like, what, what type of tone deaf mess is this? Who do I have to punch in their mouth to knock some sense into them about what they just said? Cause that just, that was just reckless. They trying to, they trying to start a fight. They trying to start a riot, uh, from what they were trying to do. So yeah, here's some of the details in addition from the red AMA. So the first one, 
uh, the achievement system uh, won't have a UI at launch, <laughs> but uh, it will still capture achievements so you can see them when a UI is available. <laughs> so you're probably going to have what, like either you're just going to like not get any sense of fulfillment for achievements. not going to get that satisfying toast for Xbox achievements or the little chime for uh, PS4 trophies. And what you, <laughs> I'm just playing in my head now. Is it like what when the when the UI actually comes up, you're just gonna get like inundated with with uh, just consistent <laughs> uh, notifications. Boom ding, boom ding, boom ding, boom ding. Like oh, right, <sighs> all right. This is very very delayed gratification if I've ever seen any. Uh, and then yeah, uh, what I mentioned earlier, the Founders Edition Chromecast Ultra will support Stadia on launch day but existing Chromecast won't. So, okay, that's fine. I get it. Sure. Re- reward the people, who, you know, got the founder's edition. Okay, fine. And then uh, family sharing is not available at launch. This is the most like uppity, uh, put your nose in the air, put the pinky up with the tea and sip it uh, while you got your ass out uh, type of uh, comment. This is this is probably close to uh, Phil Harrison uh, with releasing the original Xbox or, you know, the uh, E3 Xbox one announcement where he's like, well, um, you know, for those guys who are on the fence about or not really uh, okay with our um, our policies with Xbox one, you know, where they had the extreme extreme policies that they were about to potentially. Well, at least they were pretty much on the verge of implementing, which was. what was that dumb stuff? Uh, you know, um, licensing of games. So you can't resell or sell games, uh, Xbox games specifically. Um, what else? That was the biggest one really. Um, it was some other, you know, very just, uh, Victorian, uh, if you will type just, very what dare I say Amish, but that's like no technology, but I'm trying to get the point across there. So nonetheless, uh, so this was their response with family sharing. So family sharing is not available at launch recommended to just buy a second version of a $60 game on your account for a kid or other family member to play with, and then eventually be able to share it like, what would that that defeats the purpose that defeats the damn purpose of freaking getting the family sharing because you want to save $60. Why would I want to do that if at some point it's going to come back? And wouldn't you think you want to give us the benefit because you went back on your promise of having it around launch? Oh, that was just that was tone deaf, man. I'm just saying. Jesus, listen to your audience or something. I'm just goodness that that I mean, that kind of pissed me off. I'm just saying that I just got a little pissed off. I just wanted to wanted to hit whoever said that. I mean, you know, it's like them songs where you just like for no reason want to hit somebody. Just that comment right there just made me want to slap him in the face. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, Russell. Um, I think I forgot who, who the guy was ultimately that said that, but that was just, that was not right. You shouldn't have went there. You should go back. You should go back where you came from. I mean, not lose your job or anything. I'm just saying like figuratively, you know, 
no no offense. Um, then Stadia on OS iOS will r- arrive eventually. So I'm, I believe that was supposed to come at launch. Okay, fine. I mean, at least for me personally, I wouldn't be affected. I don't really mess with Stadia or stream games or play games really remotely that much or like on the go. So as long as like PC is fine. Okay. PC TV. That's okay. Then apparently you need your phone to buy games for Stadia, implying that there is no web UI currently. That's a little bit of a sting because I know a lot of people do use their computers, include myself, that would like to buy it. I mean, I have my phone if I need it, but it's like I like the option of both. And then uh, Stadia Buddy Pass will not be available to founders at launch. So, uh, and this is on the cusp, mind you, of the Stadia coming out. And man, it is just horrible. It's like you're paying to be a beta tester. That's what it really feels like. And I honestly, I feel like they, considering all this, they should have pushed the date back. I don't know why they're so adamant about um, November or, you know, getting it out by the, before the season. But I guess before um, the next consoles come out, but that's still a lot of time. You can maybe release it around E3 kind of capitalize on the hype and excitement of, uh, you know, Xbox and PS4, maybe, uh, snap some, uh, exclusives, um, that you can maybe play on stadia first before they do come on the consoles when they release evidently. But yeah, man, they really, it seems like they need more time to kind of flesh all this out before releasing it. Cause, uh, pretty much you're paying $130 to be a beta tester is what it feels like currently. On top of this, you have to buy the games as well. So uh, it's looking pretty, pretty bleak for Google Stadia, to say the least, uh, from what we've been uh, told so far. Um, Very hard to see on the bright side and them um, really thriving, especially, you know, the biggest gripe, like I said in previous podcasts, that basically they need to... um, they need to really compete with all these other platforms like, you know, Game Pass, which gives you the awesome convenience of downloading games as well as, well, at least soon be able to stream them as well in terms of if you want to save time or not really want to commit or just want to test the game out first before, you know, fully commit and stuff like that. That's the biggest, I think that's the biggest um, kind of uh, compromise you can make considering how, you know, internet is very, uh, restricting to some folks that, you know, have, uh, data caps, which is going to be a big hurdle or a big, uh, wall for a lot of people that would maybe possibly be interested in stadia. Cause obviously they're not going to want to go over their data cap. And as long as, you know, because your playtime is, is, uh, technically, restrict it to, you know, how much bandwidth you're able to kind of let go with, uh, every month as going to be a hard sell for a lot of those folks, you know? So Google Stadia has a lot of adversity facing it right now. I'll definitely, that's, that's, that's pretty apparent. So I'm very fascinated if anything to see how they would actually succeed here. But I know at some point, especially when Stadia, uh, could, or, is, is might fail 
they're gonna have to go to a next Netflix style uh, model and try to, you know, get people in uh, in the same manner as, as Game Pass. That's the only fighting chance I could see for this succeeding at this point, especially considering all the just horrible news that just came out regarding this man because uh, it is looking bleak and very, very slim right now for Google Stadia. You know, the new consoles have been announced. People are going to be hyped about that or, you know, anticipating that, saving up for that. It's a it's a hard sell. It's a hard sell as uh, somebody who's enthusiastic about video games, considering everything that I want personally. um, It's a hard ass sell. Uh, But yeah, I wish I do hope Stadia does succeed in some, uh, you know, to, you know, learn from this and thrive and be a better, you know, platform um, when it comes out to the masses next year. But at least initially, man, it's not looking bright. So. All right, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> just ripping on Stadia, which I mean, I already said I I did. I do have a founders edition reserved, but. Just just to see if this is going to be horrible. I just want to see the train wreck, to be honest, if it is going to be one just to see, because I've never actually legitimately, I guess, witnessed uh, just a train wreck. You know what I mean? When you see like you can't you can't look away because you want to see like you've never really seen it before. So you want to see just how how horrible it gets, which is it's kind of bad. Now I think about it. Not really. It's like I'm supporting them. I'm like I'm like on the fence. I'm like, hey. Oh man. Oh man. Y'all, y'all, oh, stadium's really good, man. Oh man. Y'all was sleeping. <laughs> Boy, man, y'all, uh, I, I, I told y'all it was going to be something. And then, you know, like, well, uh, you know what? Well, damn. Yeah. Yeah. We all saw this coming, didn't we? Ooh, boy. I mean, yeah, it's just not ready yet. Maybe what? 10 years from now, you know? So, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm gonna be very humble about that. I, uh, I, I could see it going either way, honestly, because um, it just all depends on how it's gonna perform. It really is. It really is. So, all right, enough. Uh, I guess, I guess, rant about Google Stadia, really, because that annoyed me. That that damn comment. <laughs> well, you could buy it again, and then when we do have it available, you can have it. Like, no. <laughs> No, I uh, know. Uh, no, thank you. I won't get I won't get Stadia then. How about that? Huh? You like that? Um, Another interesting tidbit of news uh, that came out this week or a potential, I guess it's somewhat in rumor ish territory. But uh, according to Steam DB, um, there was a mysterious new hidden achievement added to Resident Evil 2. So at least for most people, that's going to indicate that possibly there's some uh, potential DLC or some interesting reference to maybe Resident Evil 3 or something like that. That's what at least a lot of people are suspecting. Maybe some Resident Evil 2 uh, Ultra Omega Booty Fighter 4 Omega Ultra Alpha uh, EX Hard. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, man, I really hope somebody does that. <laughs> 
Oh man, you play that uh man, that EX, uh man, that Resident Evil 2 EX, hard booty, booty ass, <laughs> booty ass uh uh EX hard extra mode. Oh man. That is 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 what the what it's called. It's it's because it's so hard to pronounce. Is is that hard in terms of the scope? Because Jesus, man, it really is what it, what they said it was. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm very curious to see what it is. I I I, I'm, I I love me some Resident Evil too, man. I mean, definitely. I dare say it's. I'm still kind of debating that. Uh, it's definitely up there at the top of games top games of 2019 for sure and i'll probably uh, i'm probably gonna do it at some point maybe have a uh my personal um games of 2019 i think that'll be pretty fun to kind of uh divulge and maybe have like a a real time um kind of um decision making uh on the podcast i think that'd be kind of interesting so i might mess with that who knows probably uh towards the end of the year uh, maybe December. I'm seeing likely that might happen. You may not know, or I mean, you obviously know. At least that's what I'm thinking. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? But I think there there was something headed at uh, Devil May Cry Five as well. But uh, I wasn't able to find that yet. I'm not sure if that was debunked. But at least I thought it was worth mentioning. And then for Resident Evil Two. The the same achievement was also added, excuse me, to the uh, Japanese version, Biohazard as well, which is at least adding a little bit more credence to what this could be. Um, and then yeah, they uh, at least in terms of what it looks like, it looks like um, uh, Japanese uh, characters, but uh, it's believed to be translated as tentative. So it's like, uh, we don't know what it is. Do you know what it is? So it seems to be like a placeholder, uh, potentially for something, which is very interesting. I don't see Resident Evil just adding just one achievement, just to add one achievement. They don't, doesn't seem to be a Capcom's MO, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was pretty much all the news I wanted to cover this week. Uh, so y'all know why y'all here. Uh, probably not, but um okay let's get into that game discussion let's get into that juicy game discussion um the elephant in the room this whole podcast Def Stranding Def Def <laughs> gotta do the F Def Stranding um so I put like about 30 hours in this game so Clearly, I at least didn't have any displeasure with it, or maybe I'm, maybe I'm kind of masochistic. But um, that's a that's a that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> maybe I like pain, but maybe let's let's not talk about that right now. But um, Death Stranding, man. So, wow, where do I start with this game? Uh, where do I even start? Where do I even start? You know, where do you even start with this? So, ah. Uh, I'll least go at the surface. What a lot of people are saying, oh, it's a walking simulator. Uh, it's a walking simulator. I would have to pretty much disagree. It's not a walking simulator, but it is a delivery simulator. I will give them that. So 
at least the gameplay loop of the game. Uh, not considering all the other external optional factors that come into play is basically going from point A to point B, maybe uh, depending on how you play, going to point C as well, where pretty much you deliver a set amount of packages and equipment items, what have you, to one point to another point. That's generally the main gameplay loop where you uh, take, you know, a significant amount of time traversing to set point through, you know, various obstacles where it, whether it be um, the mules. So mules are basically like, um, I guess, uh, rogue, <laughs> rogue uh, t- uh, transporters or porters. I think that's the official term for them in this game's lore where you basically get um uh where i guess they're basically fascinated and like infatuated with um just delivering packages they can't get enough of it because they get some drug of likes for delivering packages successfully some weird lore that's in there that i never picked up i guess that was maybe through some kodak that i was paying attention to at the time but that's apparently their kind of uh mo so basically what they'll do, like let's say if you're traveling to deliver some stuff and you have like a lot of stuff on you, they'll try and attempt to take it from you uh, through like throwing these like electronic spears that uh, will like uh, basically drop stuff from your uh, person. And then uh, that's generally what they'll generally try to do. They'll ride in um, these trucks and try to get you that way as well to you know and they always of course seem to be way faster than you so they'll catch up if they're like far away as well and then they also if you're in an area a designated area for that they show it on the map too where it's orange uh it, you'll get this ping system where it's pretty much like your system that you have um i don't even know what you call it but it's like i'm gonna call them rd uh Johnny five, I'm gonna call him Johnny five, but y'all pretty much know what I'm talking about. Uh, For those that play the game, you got Johnny five who can do the same thing where he can ping all the locations to look for dangerous um, terrain and stuff like that. So uh, pretty much they have the same technology to some extent. So they use that to try to find you, or I guess in theory, any other person, but obviously in from a gameplay standpoint, just you. Um, and then that's how they can start tracking you. So when they do that, they'll show on the map where your location is or what they, the location where they last pinged you successfully from. So then you kind of have to debate there, um, where you can, you know, run, try to get out the area or, you know, just take it in stride and like, Hey, you're going to have to fight me for these damn packages. I'm going to deliver these damn packages. I don't care. All right. Amazon been, been treating me good. All, all this year, okay, I'm trying to get this damn promotion, all right? Nobody going to get in my damn way. <laughs> that would actually be a pretty interesting show. I would watch that. <laughs> like some real hard life, like, ooh, even like a, a reality TV aspect of it, where it's like you're just like, it's like, it's like delivering stuff, but it's like such a hard, weird tone about it. Like, hey, I'm trying to live out here, man. I'm trying to deliver these damn packages. You hear me? All right, it's life or death. Deliver the package or don't. It's your choice. Ah, <laughs> oh, red on delivery. Do not deliver, son. That'd be that'd be kind of dope. That's 
All right, you know what? I'm just giving that out for free. All right, I'm just getting that out for free. Anybody who uh, want to take that, uh, we could work on a deal. I'll put in my two cents. I mean, obviously you're gonna be paying me more than that, but you know, I'm just saying. So, um, yeah, so there's that enemy type that you'll come across that'll kind of obviously get in your way when you're trying to deliver the package. Then you also have BTs, which are uh, short for beach things, which is basically plays into um, Dead Rising's lore, Dead Rising, Dead Death Stranding, um, where basically they're like the dead, kind of like a just it's hard to describe, like ghostly type enemy. Um, kind of somewhat supernatural looking where basically um, when you get within close proximity of them and then you have the aid of Johnny five who will kind of uh, and this is literally how it how it looks for people look for um, like um, any of those people nearby. So, you know, it'll give you clear indication of if it's close or not, because it'll get like it'll go faster in terms of your uh, your uh, Johnny five meter or whatever. And then um, when it gets close, it'll go really fast and change color. And then when you get to that point, you will have to hold your breath while you're walking close to it in order to avoid any combat. So let's say in an event specifically with BTs, if you happen to um, get caught and you're you know taken away well basically that's what happened when you get caught they find you and they are trying to take you to their their world at least from what i got so far with the story and then once they do that you're basically at least i only only got caught once um because it's like <laughs> i swear every time every time like i um not really spoilers, but you do get vehicles in the game. So I did get one vehicle that does make traversing much easier. Uh, but I'm pretty sure uh, Kojima's way of balancing it out is BTs. Cause when you have a vehicle and you're trying to drive and then you hear, you get the damn annoying ass cutscene uh, that, you know, your, uh, your Johnny five comes out indicating, telling you that, Hey, BTs are in the area. So you, you obviously can't drive. Well, at least that's what I thought. That's how I got killed the one time or, or getting killed. I'll get into that. Um, when I did, uh, I was like, you know what? Um, you know what? Fuck them BTs. I was like, Hey, hey you know what? Fuck them BTs. Okay. So I, uh, I was like, you know what? I, I think I could just go fast enough and they won't get me. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> so I tried driving past the BTs and just, you know, like I, I, they can't get me. I'm fast. All right. I got these wheels. They ain't going to touch me. And then lo and behold, that's ultimately what happened because I guess they just stopped your, your, uh, at least the bike I had like outright. And then pretty much they'll start grabbing you from the bike. So then you're like now at a even some more severe disadvantage. Cause you don't even have the, the, um, kind of jump start. Uh, cause you gotta get off your bike and then they're still grabbing at you while you're getting off your bike and then you have to try to beat them off. Um, not, well, not beat them off. I don't know where that, you know, you know, well, okay. You don't have to like shake them off from grabbing you down into their, you know, world. And, um, then yeah, ultimately, uh, did I, yeah, they ultimately got me cause they came, they were too massive and then I couldn't mash fast enough. It was like kind of a, a losing battle. So at least in my scenario, uh, at least the areas I, I was at, I'm not sure if it's based on where you're located at and where they grab you that you, uh, it seems like you fight a mandatory boss. Uh, at least that's what it seemed like for me specifically in the area I was at. 
Um, I'm not sure if it's like based on location or what, but that's what it kind of felt like. So it was his boss that I just seemed like he was ridiculously hard or I was just like kind of confused by what was going on. I was so in like disbelief and confusion that like I couldn't process what was going on at the moment. So I was like, well, I don't know what I do. And then I don't think I had any adequate weapons at the time. So then I was like, well, I'm just going to die, I guess. So and that's ultimately what happened because I didn't have any proper tools to fight it. And then so when you, I guess, die or get a game, not even a game over you, you're I guess your punishment for death is that you have to find your body on the other side. And then I guess you're from a story standpoint, you're BB. And that's uh, I guess I didn't even mention that your BB, you know, if, for those that may be familiar is your it's a baby or a fetus that uh, I guess keeps you connected to the other universe kind of and it's it's it, at least from a story standpoint is not really clearly known uh the 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 overall story of how it the bbs work but essentially they help you identify um the beings from the other uh, I forgot the term they use for the other side, the dead side or deaf side of the universe, whatever. Cause there is technically two sides, I guess the living side and the deaf side. There's some more accurate terms for that, but um, they don't come to my head at the moment. So there's that, um, that factor coming into play. Um, and then what else? Um, that's really it that's really the kind of the loop I've come across so far. So, but then on top of that, you're delivering the packages to these places. And then the, I, the, I guess general goal for the game, or at least the implied goal for the game so far is just to reconnect the world, which is a good message in terms of, you know, uh, kind of <laughs> America's climate now is trying to reunite the world and connect the world in that sense. So you're basically trying to do that. That's the, somewhat the main plot of the game. I'm pretty sure there's more to it than that, but that's at least what I'm trying to lead on in terms of not getting too spoilery about stuff I've seen so far. Um, then, uh, the really awesome aspect of the game is, uh, the asynchronous multiplayer, which is kind of similar to dark souls where it's like, you know, Oh, somebody left a message and it said, Oh, you die now. And then you get killed by some random monster that you, didn't expect. Well, well, you would have seen if you didn't look at the message, but you know, well, that dude was a troll and just wanted to kill you for the fun of it. So stuff like that. But actually it's in the more positive side for Death Stranding, which is really cool now. So basically, and uh, I know I was seeing some of uh, Hideo's interviews. It seems like his, his, um, angle or, uh, kind of, um, point in terms of making this is to, encourage more positivity and amongst connecting with people. So it was, it's a lot of really cool moments I've had so far with the game where basically let's say I'm trying to traverse, uh, in this, to this other area. And let's say there's a huge, uh, crater in the way that is like a huge steep, uh, huge drop where I would die if I were to fall there. Um, basically if you have a ladder, which you, which in my case I, I did, you can uh, basically uh, pull out a ladder and drop it and then you can uh, uh, 
go across that way. That's at least one way of doing it. It's a couple, it's a lot of ways to kind of traverse uh, difficult terrain, which there is a, a lot in, in this game uh, for those reasons, I assume to kind of, uh, you know, initiate that whole kind of uh, process of doing that. So basically um, when you do that, you, um, you set it down and then uh, potentially anybody else uh, who comes across in that same area has the chance of seeing that ladder I put down and be able to cross it. And then their kind of way of incentivizing doing stuff like this is a like system, which basically is um, the game's, uh, I guess, kind of alternate way of upgrading yourself or um, uh, boosting your stats overall um, progression which, uh, basically is like a very weird satirical take on, uh, our world today in terms of like Grand Theft Auto. Like it seems like something like Grand Theft Auto, like, you know, in terms of like just on the nose, like satire that like, uh, you know, they're, they're known for where basically it's, it works in theory as the same thing. Like the more likes you get, the more, you know, uh, I guess, uh, validated you feel and the more, you know, encouraged you feel to do and do stuff you generally wouldn't do just to get more likes and stuff like that, which <laughs> is pretty damn accurate. I got to give Kadeo crop props for that. Cause that is like, that's pretty, pretty ingenious, you know, a uh, pretty like on your face, uh, satire of the world today. And then you get this weird, like oddly kind of off, but oddly satisfying a like you know a sound like 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 uh every time you you know successfully do stuff and man i gotta say the after you so after you uh you know uh successfully deliver a package from point a to point b uh you know uh the person at the the ending point will say hey man oh man sam porter bridges dude you're you're a legend and I guess that's a running theme with Metal Gear. I mean, Hideo games, like everybody's a legend. Every main character you play is a legend, which is not a bad thing. I'm not complaining about that, but <laughs> I just found that as that's a common correlation so far uh, with all the um, Hideo, Hideo Kojima made games i played so far uh, that were created by him. That like, man, man, you're a legend. Uh, you're a legend on the battlefield, man. Uh, you're a legend of delivering packages, man. Um, so yeah, so after you do that, you get this um, stat screen, like let's say, you know, like uh, end mission screen, like a uh, devil may cry or something in terms of uh, kind of grading your performance in terms of how you uh, did on the delivery. So um, basically they seem to mainly judge you on distance and unique path travel. So it's kind of cool that they kind of actually reward you for getting lost at times because honestly I found myself doing that a lot so there's like scenarios where I'm like uh, I want to kind of avoid uh, I just got the damn cutscene of the BTs being in this area uh, can I just go another route and I don't really feel like dealing with them so you know in some cases you can do that even though it'll take longer but it's like eh, if I just don't have to deal with the tense intensity of like dealing with BTs or, and stuff like that I'm fine with that so in some of those cases, you can do that. And it seems like, in my opinion, at least from what I played, the game does reward you more for that because I think it it goes by the amount of distance traveled 
um, and not necessarily the efficiency of the of the distance traveled. In some cases, I've seen that there is more emphasis on delivering in within a time frame, though. So it's kind of uh, it kind of depends. It kind of depends on uh, the mission or the delivery, basically. So. Yeah. And then it's just very fulfilling just seeing all that. You get a nice little, nice little fat ass with, with the nice little fat ass, you know, <laughs> well, it's not like I said fat ass, but you know what? Sure. You know, fat, fat ass. <laughs> I'm saying it with an accent. Like I'm from New York, I'm from New York, uh, from Boston. Fat ass. Fat ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, that was horrible. I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna work on it. So, for those that just don't know the general, I guess, loop or gameplay of the game, majority of the time you will be walking uh, and delivering a package from point A to point B. That's just how the game is. So that's straight up how the game is overall. Um, but uh, it's just what I found. I know a lot of people are complaining about like, man, you really need to rush to chapter three because that's when the game picks up apparently. And yeah, like the first 10 minutes, 10 hours of the game is a slog. I honestly didn't feel that. I'm not sure if I just had the bias of like of other people's, you know, reviews and opinions that I'm like, uh, yeah, this is going to suck or something like that. Um, actually, it wasn't really that. It was more like, oh, this is interesting. I'm curious what it's going to be like. And then when I was playing, I was like, this is not bad. I'm kind of just liking absorbing the environment and like uh, just wit- just absorbing just the experience of playing it. You know what I mean? Because it, it seems like the tension is that they want you to take a more methodical kind of gradual a uh, slow pace approach to the game, which reminds me a lot actually of Red Dead Redemption 2, which had a more methodical, slower pace than like, you know, traditional action games now, which I, I kind of liked and I thought was pretty refreshing, which is why I ultimately did enjoy that game pretty thoroughly, um, which is, yeah, I would say this is in the same camp, but yeah, man, overall, um, it was just some, it's some weirdly, oddly satisfying and fulfilling about delivering a package from point A to point B and all the trials and tribulations you go through to do that. And you know, the potential issues you come across while doing that, uh, which is, I just found pretty just engaging and interesting. And I, it just kept me wanting to play. So obviously I'm 30 in uh, 30 hours in now. So, uh, I'm definitely not stopping. And, uh, there is combat too, but it's just very, is very rare in comparison to the main loop of you delivering packages. Like you can fight the uh, BTs and fight the um, mules, um, but it's, you know, it's just different in terms of the combat. It's not as frequent as uh, let's say Metal Gear, which is understandable why a lot of people um, playing this games obviously are more than likely gonna be fans who played Metal Gear, uh, the Metal Gear series made by Hideo. So. It's it's hard to explain, man. It's and it's like like what I like the opinion I thought is like I just have to experience it for myself to get a better idea. That's exactly what you would want to do with this game. This is probably the biggest game I'd recommend you to rent first if you're not really if you're on the fence about it to begin with. Otherwise, I say just try it out because um, it isn't for everybody. I I, I do. I do understand people's criticisms and issues with the game in terms of the um, just 
that it's it's it, it can be boring and stuff at times and stuff like that. I personally just never found it's just something just weirdly fascinating about the game that I cannot put my finger on to be honest. I don't know, just the like visceralness of kind of uh uh Norman's movement, and that's another cool thing by the way. I do like Norman Reedus as a, you know, person character. Obviously, uh, me being a big fan of The Walking Dead, that's kind of where he's known most from. Um, but just it's kind of it's kind of cool seeing a character you're familiar with get translated in video game form in, in this extent, uh, especially with the Hideo Kojima touch. Um, but yeah, 30 hours, 30 hours in, um, I hear it's a beefy game uh, in terms of it's like it can range from like 45 to I think at 80, 100 hours, depending on how much extra stuff you do, which that's kind of the philosophy I'm going into. Uh, just trying to play, just play what I feel like. Um, I'm not really seeing a big purpose of doing like all the side stuff. So I'm at least now at before I was just messing with it to see what I get for doing it, but it didn't seem like I got much. So I'm just now more so just trying to do the, um, uh, main main path of the story, and maybe do some side stuff is worth if it's worthwhile, or I get some cool um you know uh, item that you know makes the game easier for me. So yeah, man. Overall, I'm thoroughly enjoying the game. So um yeah, I'm on the side of enjoying the game pretty much. Uh, loving the story loving the um just the gameplay which i honestly thought i maybe wouldn't have possibly not liked but i'm actually surprisingly thoroughly enjoying it um i think just for people who maybe have add or can't really be patient with stuff this game more than likely might not sit well with you or you know you might not enjoy it um but you know for people that do like to you know take the take in an environment just experience a game experience um i think this game is is something to experience in general i'd say if anything just try it out i'd say that's probably the biggest recommendation for those that are at least on the fence about it obviously if you're going to feel one way about it you're going to feel one way about it i don't think it's this game is going to change your opinion that much i don't think it'll it's definitely for people who are fans of the hideo kojima's games but uh for people that do happen to coincidentally like these types of games i can't personally think of any game that's really close to it i i do agree that this is somewhat of a it feels somewhat of a new genre in terms of the the game and it's just weird how much it like works it's i'm still kind of hate like figuring that out in my head that like on paper this game shouldn't work but it does it's hard to, for me to kind of fathom man but i'm i'm thoroughly liking the, the game pay and pacing or just the gameplay gameplay loop is what I'm liking the most. It seems to be very um, fulfilling. That's probably the biggest thing I could take from it. Fulfilling and gratifying. Weirdly enough, it's like at the surface, it, it you just it it doesn't seem like it, but it's like I don't know. I feel like I'm getting dopamine from delivering these packages successfully, and you know I'm getting the dude saying like, "Oh man, it's like not a scratch on this package, man. You are a legend, Sam Porter Bridges." I was like, "Wow." And then uh, I guess people are saying that like you know it's very it seems to beat yourself uh, over the head with its story and like plot and like I guess pretends you're a dumbass individual that just can't pay attention to a story. 
maybe that might be me, but um, I don't know. I haven't really seen any of that yet um, where they're being very tongue in cheek about it or like what tongue out to cheek about it, I guess, from what people are saying. But I personally have not really, I guess, noticed that or at least or maybe just went over my head. I don't know. Um, maybe I haven't got to that part yet. I'm on chapter four currently, I think, uh, technically or five, maybe, maybe five. I think, I think chapter five, I believe. So I'm not sure if maybe some stuff start picking up. I believe they said there was a, a big, like, um, story, I guess, lull, um, in terms of not much, like, I guess, cut scenes and stuff during, I think the period around what I'm playing, but I'm liking the characters, liking the gameplay, just the personality, the heart going into the game. Game is looks great on uh playing on my TV. Looks like spectacular HDR 4K. Um, what else? I haven't run into a bug at all. Apparently there was a stability update that came out recently to resolve whatever was wrong with the game that I never noticed at least. Um game runs like a dream, man. Um so yeah, uh, I'm I'm curious. This I'm very fascinated to see this through and see what, how this story, this weird convoluted Hideo Kojima game story, kind of plays out. But overall, I'm thoroughly enjoying the game. So um, yeah, my book it is a uh, it's definitely it, it could be a game of the year just based off on the boldness and. Um, just yeah, the boldness of of the direction that Hideo is just was you know daring to try to change the gaming landscape, if you will, in terms of you know setting a tone for um, you know other people to follow. Which is you always got to respect people that tries tries to do that and tries you know switch up stuff that they've never seen before. Um, which you know, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm I have the utmost respect for that dude, but. Um, yeah, I think it's in this case is actually working as well. It's just it's it's just fascinating to see how it is. It's uh, I'm still trying to figure that out because like at the surface, I shouldn't like this game technically, especially, you know, I guess me being a stereotypical gamer, loving Hideo Kojima's work uh, specifically with Metal Gear Solid series um, and then just like, you know, especially if you come over that game, come to this game, like this is trash. This is trash or whatever, but I thoroughly am enjoying it. I don't know if maybe it's just me liking Norman Reedus as a, as a character playing him or just, you know, just being, just going back in touch with Hideo's touches on his games. It's hard to describe, man, but I can at least say, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying the game, man. Thoroughly enjoying it. I'm going to deliver them packages, man. I feel the pain for Amazon. You know, it's kind of like, I wonder if it's, it's kind of meta that, <laughs> that uh, I got, I got, I got the game sent to me from Amazon. And then like, man, it's, it, it's funny that it's cool that it kind of, I feel like that maybe that's uh, intentionally Hideo's uh, maybe subconscious way of kind of maybe bringing more awareness and appreciation for Amazon or, you know, pretty much UPS uh, FedEx delivery people is like, you know, those people that, that send you all these cool stuff without you having to go out to the store and get them, man, you better give them dudes a round of applause. All right. They the real MVP here. Okay. Um, which is, I, I don't know. I feel like that's probably maybe some weird underlying, uh, maybe message for that. Uh, Dale maybe possibly he's trying to send. I know he was trying to touch on loneliness 
like how you know we are all connected but yet alone which i could totally agree um and that you know bringing us more awareness to bring come together and cooperate and work on stuff together and, and things of that nature that was another thing too i know i kind of touched on it we'll leave and random stuff together but you can in some cases um do benefit from collectively uh cooperatively working with each other not like directly but indirectly so there's like scenarios where you can build like structures or even like full-blown highways if you um put in enough work where you know if you put in like uh, some metal other components to build this road you can build it all the way to where you like skip segments of the game technically where you otherwise would you know hit a standstill or uh, have to spend more time to like escape bts or mules that will easily be able to get you but on highways you could just basically drive to your destination like like what amazon or fedex UPS would do you know what i mean so a lot of that is pretty cool man just that whole asynchronous new touch on things where it's like you uh especially like when you're in a very dire situation like you have like close to no damn stamina and you're trying to walk to a damn um trying to get to you know trying to make it successfully with these packages then you get in time fall which is that's another thing i didn't mention necessarily whereas like time fall is basically rain that will degrade your equipment uh the more the longer you're in it so it's kind of another i guess like thing to kind of consider and worry about um in terms of delivering packages so and that's at least in terms of a correlation standpoint i see that seems like the most commonly where I would see um, BTs arrive is when there is time fall. And that's in the story as well, too. So uh, pretty much if your hands are exposed or any of your body parts are exposed, uh, you will you'll basically get older um, the longer you're exposed to um, rain or time fall, uh, which is a cool concept. It's a cool, unique concept. It's a lot of cool ideas and, you know, kind of world blip world and lore building building that I do. Um, I'm kind of digging with this game. It's just like a just so unique and distinct touch that only Hideo Kojima is capable of, man. It it probably might be the fanboy in me, but it's like, I mean, I, I was coming into this game with the most open mind, knowing what I was going to get into ahead of time, you know, expecting to be disappointed to some extent and maybe not liking the game overall. But man, I am thoroughly impressed and enjoying, uh, enjoying it so far. So all in all, not to gush too much over the game yet after not even really beating it, but putting a, a legitimate amount of time, at least into the base uh, loop of the game, which uh, I know a lot of people were curious about. Uh, yeah, man, pretty, I'm pretty satisfied with it. I thought I wasn't going to be, I was thinking it was going to be like a metal gear game where it's just like, maybe at the surface, it looks like this, but you know what? Really the game is going to turn into something totally different where it's like more, more akin to the metal gear we know and love, but even more so I'm, I kind of think I like this more, this whole different approach on trying to do something different and, you know, uh, adverse to what we're kind of used to, which is. I cannot say it enough. I, I can only respect that. So, yeah, yeah. That is uh, my impressions of uh, Death Strand. I think that's pretty clear, concise um, explanation, not to get into any spoiler territory uh, for those that uh, are interested. I think I did a pretty good job of kind of explaining the general gist of the game uh, there. So, 
Oh man, it's also cool looking where you have these huge ass stacks of boxes. Um, it's just some weirdly fulfilling about that. Just being able to carry all those, all these, uh, all this equipment on yourself and like, like a, like a surreal, like mech of just, just equipment is weird, man. It's weird. It's probably gonna bring a new like whole wave of stuff. I'm pretty sure I can. I'll say that right now. It's definitely gonna. You're definitely gonna get a lot of clones for sure. Uh, I'm pretty certain. So, all right. So I think that's kind of going over time. Uh, I'll touch a little bit on Walking Dead. Uh, caught that last episode uh, last Sunday. Was pretty good. Um, really liking the story. Uh, really liking the season. They're doing a lot of interesting stuff that uh, I never would have thought they would have did. Um, so yeah, I am very interested in this season so far. It's just doing, it's doing everything good in my opinion. So, um, and outside of that, haven't really played anything else. Death Strand has been pretty much taken up my whole life, uh, for the most part. So, um, I am excited about, uh, Star Wars, new Jedi fallen order. I hear, I'm hearing some good stuff about the game. It's, uh, apparently way better than what I anticipated to be. I thought it was just going to be, um, mid okay, but it's actually, I think uh re- respawns is see, apparently can't do no wrong. So that's definitely knocked up on my priority list there. Uh and then actually I think I'm gonna I'm gonna dive back into Pokemon Sword and Shield. I think I'm gonna uh I mean, cause I always wanted a Pokemon, a legit console post Pokemon game. This is pretty much my that that answer. So uh yeah, I see myself um probably gonna mess with that at some point. Um, but uh, as I'm just getting inundated, so many good games that I do want to play, but not enough damn time to play them. It is the biggest first world problem I've had in a while. And I'm not even complaining because that's a, that's a good problem to have so much good stuff you want to play, but not enough time to play them or comfortably to play them. So yeah. So yeah, I think I'll leave it there guys. Um, running that time anyway. Um, but, uh, thanks for watching. If you're watching, thanks for listening. If you're listening, um, if you like to support the podcast, uh, feel free to like, rate, subscribe, uh, submit any review, any feedback would be appreciated. If you have any questions you'd like to submit to the show and that I would, uh, read at some point when I get enough, uh, feel free to submit any questions, uh, to a switch TV at no. Yeah switch tv at gmail.com um you can also catch me on the channel where i do live stream this every thursday uh, around the same time ideally if things go right um on twitch tv slash a switch uh i'm still working on some time to get all these up on my youtube channel which is a uh, youtube.com slash a switch uh where i'm trying to catch up on all the stuff i've uh, made and try to maybe uh, get that, uh, to some regular schedule. Um, just got to bear with me trying to juggle full-time job and doing this as well. Uh, but I'm starting to figure it out. I've been, uh, I've been working out, like working out in the gym, like hardcore, and I'm trying to find that good balance. So I've been like going like five times a week and it's like, ugh, I wish I just had some days where I could just, you know, have a little bit more free time to get, you know, do stuff like this, which I've kind of made the compromise. I've kind of knocked my workout schedule like three times a week so I can, uh, you know, allocate some more time to doing 
stuff like this. So, yeah, uh, but all in all, slowly but surely, um, this workflow is going to come together. Damn it. All right. I'm, I'm getting that consistency, though. 31 episodes without missing. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that one. Okay. That's for me specifically. Something that I don't necessarily have to do. That That's not in my MO. So, um, yeah, guys. Uh, I think that covers everything. Um, until next time. Nobody's safe.